Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, folks. I hope everybody's having as much fun in 2013 as I am. It's Troy Dooley, the host of the Beachside CEO, and I tell you, things could not be better right now. You know, you guys all know that we really cover a lot of what's going on inside the direct selling industry, inside the home-based business arena. And I don't care if you're in direct selling, if you're doing a single line. doesn't matter to me what you're doing. I'm telling you, this is a phenomenal year for people who dig in and make it happen. And today's chapter in Mike Magolnik's book, The the New Three-Foot Rule, How Social, Digital, and Mobile Media Has Impacted Direct Sales and Relationship Marketing, may be the most important of this series. And I'm I truly am, you know, blown away with what with what Mike covers, because I think too many times people don't get it. And today we're in this chapter, where are my results? In traditional marketing, there's split testing, there's all kinds of stuff that's done, there's the ROI that you can follow, you can very quickly know if you're making money in a a channel or if you're not. But in social media, it takes a while. You know, we launched MLM Help Desk, our main blog, in 2005. In 2007... We started picking up a little bit of steam, started looking at some stuff, but it wasn't until 2000, January 2010, when we really focused on where we were going and what we were doing, and we implemented the strategies of some phenomenal people. My first mentor, Jack Humphrey, taught me how to do blogging correctly. He is still a mentor of mine. I still follow him. You know, these are the things that you've got to look at when Mike and I hooked up and he started teaching me the strategies of social media, it, it eased my mind because I'm thinking just like everybody else in the world today, man, where are my results? Mike starts his chapter off with a quote from Ben Franklin. Without continual growth and process, such words as improvement, achievement, and success have no meaning. Powerful words right there. Mike says, one of the toughest obstacles that you will have to tackle when it comes to using social media and your online presence to further your goals is burnout. You know, that's been the toughest part for me. Dalton, my son, my 22-year-old and I are business partners, and we run a series of blogs in different niches, and it's called the Blog Network. We learned this from Jack Humphrey. And at times, you can really get burnt out if you're not careful. You try to do too much. We found out when we were really novices, I think we're probably journeymen now, but when we were a novice, man, that was the thing. We were constantly trying to do too much. Mike says, believe it or not, a lot more people burn out and give up before they ever see results from their efforts with social media than you would believe. You know what? When I read that, I paused. I was I was over at the at the 
docs watching the Dolphins this morning, and I paused and I thought, man, isn't that just network marketing, period? Isn't it business, period? Entrepreneurs burn out, they give up, and they go back to the status quo. Truly, that's what happens. Now, listen, I'm not saying that just because you quit at something, you're a loser. I don't believe that at all. But what I'm saying is, if you're if you're going to quit, make sure it's just not that you're going through a burnout phase. Because so many times what happens is they want everything right now, and you won't get that. You won't get that in network marketing, and you don't get it in social media. It takes a long time to see the results. Now, let me clarify that. There are gurus out there, I put that in parentheses, that will will show you how to go out and max at 5,000 friends, boom, almost overnight. They use black hat tactics. They use mobile apps or, or, or uh, app, applications for Facebook or something that really are, are not ethical. You don't want 5,000 friends on Facebook who have no clue who you are or what you are. I get people all the time say, Troy, I've got 5 million likes and you only have a few thousand I said, yeah, but how many people are talking about what you're doing? So you want targeted eyeballs. You want people in your communities that are there because they want to learn something. They found value. It took me a lot longer to get the 5,000 friends than most people. But I'm there with people that engage with me, and it's because of the tactics that I learned from Mike and others. Overnight success seems to be the story that runs rampant in our modern culture, but it is one of the most misunderstood ideas of our time. See, one of the things is I've been covering direct selling over the last few weeks, and I watch what Wall Street has done. You know, Herb Greenberg over at CNBC really is not a fan of direct selling, network marketing, MLM, whatever you want to call it. And I've engaged a little bit in some of his stuff because I definitely believe, even though he's not a fan, that I can learn from him, critics you learn from. And one of the things that I've learned is that so many people out there are still using an antiquated 1980s, 1990s, get rich overnight, overnight success, look at me what I did in 24 hours. Man, that's all bull crap. It doesn't work. Do you want, do you want to be overnight success and then be a has-been tomorrow? Or do you want a steady, organic climb where people are continually coming back to you over and over and over? Jack Humphrey and I hooked up in about 2006. It's 2013, and I have watched over the years things change on the Internet, but yet Jack still ranks at the number one top spot because he continually watches the trends and reinvents himself. Eric Qualman's another one that that is phenomenal, wrote socionomics, and it's like when you learn from the experts, the true experts, it takes you longer, but you're there a lot longer also. That's the big, big deal. Mike writes, a lot of people dismiss the long-term school of thought that teaches us that slow and steady wins the race. But in reality, this frame of mind has a lot more to do with the success than we may realize at first. Slow and steady. I don't care what marketing channel that you utilize. Maybe you're a single level, you're just out there doing sales, 
Maybe you're building a sales organization. Maybe you're in real estate, insurance, legal services, health and nutrition. It doesn't happen overnight. One of the great trends that I'm seeing companies in direct selling get into is allowing distributors to open retail outlets and call them training centers or, or whatever they are. I believe this works for people. I believe it's a phenomenal way to make things happen. You have to be a student of whatever you're doing. I happen to be a long-time student of social media, of Internet marketing, of relationship building. And when I saw what Mike had written, it's powerful. So what are we supposed to do? Well, number one, we need to set realistic expectations. Setting realistic expectations is probably the most extreme part or extremely important part of building your business, building your social media, building anything. This is one of the things that just ticks me off in direct selling is I get people up on stage and they'll say, you need to set your goals and look what I did, and they never tell people, be realistic. They talk about forty and fifty and $60,000 a month. Who really freaking cares? The average American makes $50,000 a year. So why don't we start with saying there's a possibility that you could replace your current income. Oh, I could replace 50000 working from home? Kick in. Man, I love it. That's what Richard Brook teaches. You can go buy his book over at Bliss Business, The Four-Year Career. It's a wonderful book. I carry it with me everywhere. See, this is what's so important. So you have to have realistic expectations in your social media. Mike writes this, social media marketing is one of those unique areas of business that are difficult to track. And they are difficult to track because sometimes it's months down the road. You know, there's times I'll get, I'll get something over on my blog and they'll say, hey, Troy, we, we read something that you did months ago over on Facebook. Or they'll say, Troy, we've been following you for years, but yet they've never made a comment. See, this is what you've got to realize. It's important. It's not about setting up something on Facebook or Google Plus or Pinterest and then, and then watching your blog and hoping you get millions of hits. It's not about that. It's about integration. At the end of the day, it's about targeted customers, and little by little, those will grow. This is why it's hard to track the results. See, with social media, it's not all about the number of people who hit your website. And while that, that is a big part of it, it's more about making sure that your effectiveness, that you're continuing to grow. Now in Facebook, when you hit 5,000 friends, instead of having to worry about, oh my gosh, what do I need to do? They can just subscribe to your news feed. You can open up a fan page. What you've got to remember, write this down, momentum and consistency are the two things that you have to make sure you get. Wow, just like in network marketing, momentum and consistency. I've got a good friend of mine, She's like a sister. Her, her husband's my best friend, Greg Sexton. Her name's Jennifer Sexton. And an interesting thing about this is Jen was in my organization when I was with A.O. Williams in Primerica years and years ago. And the fun thing about this is back then she was she was a novice. She was getting started. And over the years, I moved to Destin, Florida. 
she kept cranking it out. She went through a lot of struggles. My best friend Greg had a brain tumor. But she joined a company called Advocare. And it's amazing to me. Because over the years of literally utilizing consistency, just pacing herself, moving forward, gaining momentum, she's now doing about eighty nine, nine thousand a month in that business. Been there about five years. Keep it going. You gotta pace yourself. In 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 social media it's the same way. Mike writes this. Before you begin your social media efforts, you need to concentrate on what you realistically think that you're going to be able to get done on a consistent basis. Now, one of the things, let me, let me share this, and this is, not, this is not for you guys. Listen to me right now. I'm going to share with you what we do, and it's taken us since 2008 to put this together. But my, my, my son and I, Dalton, we run what's called a blog network. Our goal, I'll share with our goal. Our goal is to have 10 blogs that bring in $30 a day on those blogs. You do the math, that's $300 a day in revenue that comes in. We spend on average somewhere in the neighborhood of of uh 5 to $7,000 um, I mean 5 to $700 a month to maintain our blogs. This does not count our time, energy and effort that we put in. This is just the, the pure dollar cost that it takes to, to run it, having our own dedicated servers, having the redundancy, things that you don't, you don't need to worry about right now. What I want you to understand is for us to do that, it took us almost five years, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. We're in the 13th year. We're in our fifth year right now. Some people say, oh, gosh, it ain't worth it, Troy. Yes, it was. To us, it was. We both work from home. We're supporting two different families. It's a phenomenal way to do it. You know where your nuts at. Above and beyond everything else we do, we know that's the basis that we live by constantly. This is what you have to do. You have to pace yourself. You don't want to go out of there and try to be on every Google, Pinterest. Look, pick one. Pick Facebook. Actually, I'd say pick Google Plus personally. Okay, There's not so much white noise over there as there is at Facebook. But pick one of the social profiles and master it. Then move to the next. It doesn't mean you can't set them up and, and you know, aggregate them and all kinds of stuff that you can learn down the road. Mike can teach you this if you go talk to him. But what I'm talking about is you set up one and you go, and you just go, and you just go. And what you do is you only spend about 10, 15 minutes a day. That's it. Now, you may put a couple, three posts up on your blog, but when it's social media-wise, 10, 15 minutes, that is all. Don't, don't, you don't got to get wrapped up where you're spending 40 million days, hours a day in this crap. No reason for that. you got to have patience. It's patience that pay off. Mike writes in here, all great people started their journey when they weren't great, but they still started. You have to start today. Something I've learned from BK Barreco over at Vima. When he's in a project and he gets the crew on a project and it's not going to work, they cut their, their losses and, and go. And that's what you've got to do. If you're, on a, if you're in a profile and it, and it looks like it's going good, great, keep going. If it doesn't, get out of it. Move to another one. Change it. Do whatever. It's like last year. Every year we've learned something from our reporting. This year, although we're, we're, we're doing reviews on companies, our focus is on issues. The issues that face direct selling, we want to address those issues 
get the conversation going and see if we can help create change, lasting permanent change, best practices inside of the network marketing arena. No matter what I do all year long, that's my number one priority is to help keep the conversation going to build unity and to grow from that. And you know what? My social media platform is for that. If you're in business, your social media platform, it needs to be your primary function to gain customers and lead generation. Now, I understand being patient is not easy, but nothing worthwhile is. You just got to take it day by day by day. Look at everything you've accomplished, feel proud of yourself, and keep cranking it forward. So how do you establish yourself for future success? Write this down. Number one, long-term goals are probably always going to change. So what your long-term goal is today may be different next week. And number two, we'll always need a social media platform. There's nothing that's going to change that. Period. You got to. I'm telling you, this is important that you understand it. I, I'm going to give you some stuff. Some of this is in Mike's book. Some of it's just stuff I've learned. I would go out and buy a notebook today. Because one of the things that you've got to do now, if you use, if you use, if you're big into technology like I am, you can do this in in Excel or or out on the cloud. In, in Microsoft Live and, and use, and use uh, Office Online. You can do any of this. But you need to track your results from this point forward. Moving forward, you need to know where you're at, where you're going. Make sure that it makes sense to you. This is very important, guys, and I want you to understand it. This is how, especially if you're, let's say that you're, you're listening today and you've been hired by a company and you're controlling the social media. You should document everything because when you sat down in the meeting, I guarantee your chief marketing officer is going to say, hey, give me some results. Give me some stats. Tell me what we're dealing with. And if you don't know, then it can be a pain in the butt. Number one thing you've got to look at is connectability. You want to be connecting constantly. Now, if your inbox is empty and you don't have thousands of hits on your blogs over a 24-hour period, it doesn't matter. You know, I have, I have. It's funny because I got a lot of critics, and they'll come to the website and say, "Oh, your 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 numbers are falling, Troy." I never worry about numbers on my blog. That's the hub. That's where everything goes, and it spins out from there. Not necessarily does it come back to there. Remember, I'm in the news and information business. My goal is to put up videos, articles, powerful information about others, not about myself. And by putting it out about others, the goal is not to bring people back to my blog, per se, as much as it's to take people elsewhere. Every time I walk into a company event and I start to speak, here's what we end up hearing at the end of the day. Somebody will come up and shake my hand, and they'll say, Troy, because of one of your videos or articles, I found this company. Thank you. What do you think that's worth? Man, it makes you feel good at the end of the day. But things are tough. Here's why social media ROI is so hard to, to track. Number one, social media starts as a small test on the side. Very few companies have a full-time social media presence. Number two, social media interaction tends to happen outside of the purchasing process, either before or after. Just the way it is. The old traditional way of, of measuring the ROI in, in marketing 
expenses isn't the same as it is today. Number three, social media leverages corporate resources that are already accounted for in some other way. Usually the marketing team is somebody inside that's taking care of this, and they're not really focusing on it the way, way it should be. So now let's, let's dig in. In the next ten minutes I want to give you, here's what you need to be tracking. And some of this you'll, you'll, you'll not be tracking right now, but you need to be tracking it as you move forward. Number one is your reach. We're talking about the amount of people who see and potentially can interact with your content. Use Facebook just as an example for a minute. I have certain things set up of friends and friends of friends, and other things are set up publicly. We talked about this yesterday. If the average person has 150 friends, and I have direct contact with around 10,000 people, 10,000 times 150 comes up to a heck of a lot of people. But then my indirect reach goes past that. It's uncount. I mean, you can count it, but I mean, it, it goes out there. Now add in Google Plus, add in add in Pinterest, and add in Twitter, add in YouTube, and you constantly see how this grows. So your reach is what you want to start tracking. And every almost every social uh, platform now you, they've got analytics where you can do this. Number two is your branding. Mike writes, as social media continues to evolve, so do the ways that companies use social media marketing to build, support, and expand their brand. That right there should be the company's focus. Expand the brand. Richard Brooke is good at that. He He's Richard, and Richard pushes his brand. He pushes 2110, one of his company brands. He pushes OxyFresh. Companies that are in the know utilize that. VK over there at Vima, they got a brand new app with uh, Chris Powell. They teamed up with Chris Powell from the Extreme uh, Makeover Weight Loss Edition. And they've got a phenomenal application they're using now. And it builds their brand. I've got a brand new app that's going to be coming out, the Beachside CEO, where you guys can get all of our training. We've got another app that's coming out from one of my partners, Enrique Garibay, on uh, Make Money, uh, what is it? Make Money 24 7, I think it is, or 24 7 Make Money. Anyway. Uh, my 24-7 money, that's what it is. And it's a lead generation for people that are looking to, to get leads actively. It's powerful. But it's branding. We want the brands out there. Number three is actions. What? No, think about this. What do you want your prospects, customers, and the public to do? Call to action. You've got to move them through the process. Number four is you want to do the cost. Starting out, it's going to be free, except for your time. You need to be accounting for your time. On average, I get paid $250 an hour. And understand, that's not a lot of money because at the end of the day, what my take-home is is a lot different. Now. I already told you what our expenses are in our blog. But that I know what my hourly cost is, my value to others. So when I'm out here doing social media, I know I'm burning $250 an hour that somebody would be paying me for for consulting. Number five, you want to be tracking reputation issues. Now, there's all kinds of ways to do that nowadays, from Google Alerts on down the road. But if you're really good at social media, then you don't have to worry about crisis management. You're just straight up focused. You're moving forward. You know what's going on. These Guys, this is important. This is how you build it and build it right. This is what's most important in social media. Listen to me. Let me let me let me go outside of Mike's book for the next few minutes. 
and and look at relationship. I mean, reputation management for a second. This is one of the consulting services that we provide for people, and it's a tough, tough gig because if you're not on top of this, then all of a sudden all kinds of crap is written on the internet. If you're a a blowhard proponent, you do things that are uh, overhyped, let's say, then it causes additional issues. Why? Because the truth will always come out. And once you've screwed up, once you have purposely tried to, to mess with somebody, a customer that you blew off or anything, maybe you tried to do your best and somebody still got ticked. If you're not on top of this, it can cause problems. Starbucks, prime example. You know, they, they, don't, they do not set back and not engage critics. I've learned so much from them. One of the things about Herbalife right now that I praise, and, and Amy Robinson over at the DSA, her, their chief marketing officer, I just love her so well. You go and engage the critics. Don't blow this crap off. If somebody's saying something that's not true, you go for it. Now, if they're saying something that's true, you still don't blow it off, but you better come out true. You know, one of the things that we're, we're seeing with uh, Armstrong right now, you know, for years he said, I've, I've not been doing drugs, I've not been doping, I've not been doping, I've not been doping, and later today or tomorrow uh, the Oprah Winfrey uh, interview comes out where he will tell people, Lance for the first time will talk about this and according to the rumors will confess that, yes, I did doping. My opinion is that it's it's too far in the ball game. He should have done this before. Now this will help him with his career. He'll get back to what's important, which he's done so much stuff through the Lance Armstrong Foundation. Live strong. That's important. From a PR standpoint, he's going to the number one lady to do the interview with because she will be passionate with him, but yet she will be firm and people will see that and, and he's gonna build into her community and they will love him for that. but he waited too long. You don't want to set back and wait. 2012, we covered Zeke Rewards very, very heavy. In the process, I made phenomenal friends with critics who do not like network marketing. Because as as outsiders, what happened was they sat back and realized we cover the events, we cover the companies, we provide the information based on the facts at hand. And every time a fact changes, we will continue to cover that. We do that with all companies. It's funny because even companies that sponsor us know that when they sign their sponsoring contracts, it states right in there that we have the right to cover any critical information that is there and can talk about it. We don't have to agree. If a company does something that we feel is is hurtful to distributors, we can talk about it. It's not classified what they call legally as the disparaging comment. And it's because I believe this is what's important today. It's what builds stuff today. It's what you have to focus on today. And that's what you have to do in social media You have to take and be tracking everything from your reputation 
to the reputation of your organization, whether you're the CEO of the company or whether you're running an independent field organization. If somebody's out there doing something that can ruin your brand, you don't sit back and slap their little booty and say, shame on you. Now, next time I'll have to give you three swats. You bring them in and you give them a come-to-Jesus meeting. Well, my grandpa, you say, we're going behind the woodshed and you're going to get an ass whooping. And off came the switch. Because it's your reputation. And what, listen, once it's online, Amy Robinson stated this yesterday in a DSA comment. Once those comments are live, they don't go away. It's called archive.org. It is always on the Internet. You think you can hide it, but you can't. We'll snapshot it, take a picture of it, download it. I have one server full of things that are no longer available to the general public, but at one time was on the Internet, and we now cover that crap. Because if it comes back, we want it. I got tons of what would be paper if we didn't have it in electronic format, of court documents, stuff that we've learned, emails from clear back to 2000, all archived away in case they're needed. Social media is here to stay, and you better be on top of it. That's the key. I love Mike's book because it's so detailed, but yet so easy to understand. Tomorrow, Chapter 6, Duplication, Teach Others How to Do It. We're going to have a blast with that one. Folks, it's Troy Dooley, the Beachside CEO. You've been listening to the show on the Home Business Radio Network, the voice of Positive Pirate Radio. With Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 